good morning, pilgrims and travelers on the sunny path of life. Eleven on the dot. I forgot it's uh, okay. Once en punto or a punto? I think it's en punto. You know, like precisely that time in Spanish. But sometimes get this one confused. Uh, those uh, prepositions are so confusing. Anyhow, sunny, fully sunny, fully clear sky. Uh, more than likely, I think tomorrow the 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 cold front is going to come in, something like that. Or oh, tomorrow, Thursday, within the next two days. Yesterday was quite a day, and then, uh, yeah, today like, looks like it's going to be a nice one. <coughs> That's why I'm having that the pack on. So feeling the weight. But feeling good. Had a good morning so far. Felt a little distracted. I could tell I was a little frazzled in my head this morning. One thing I like about the one thing that the or one feedback that your routine affords you is that you'll know if something is different. You know, I like that about it. And yes, I am. Uh, yeah, I've been going like uh, 30, 40, a little more minutes. Uh, playing guitar, so that's really working out very well. Uh, between the, the languages. So, very, very nice. So, yesterday, I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna let this guy go. So, yesterday, I went to Hain after a very short uh, spell at the library, I mean, very few. I realized time was already running out, and I and I like to be early anyway. So 12:41 was the appointment. So I arrived there earlier after finding out what I had to do. Um, went to the office. You know, you pay ahead of time. Uh, it is a state deal. So the, the country basically. Oh, I guess I don't know if it's uh, national. I'm gonna guess that it's national more than likely. That it's not something just because of the. Each uh, independent, uh, autonomous community, I would guess, it's more than likely uh, federal. And so it's quite a setup. You know, it's definitely uh, more extensive than what uh, we had I had done in the U.S. And uh, and so checked in, paid, then I had to wait in the parking lot for a bit, and then they have a screen. And say when your number pops, I'll tell you which bay to go to, and uh, and then you just uh, go with the guy. And so did that, you know. A couple of things was kind of like, uh, well, a little confused because it's something different, you know. And some of the language is different too. Keeping an eye here on this. Uh, I'm not sure what this guy is doing. So he's, uh, It keeps going up, it goes going back. Things trying to either find a place where you can park for a while. Anyway, so I did that. And then I went to the, I parked basically in the little, the grocery store. And then I walked to Decathlon first and then, then I got the groceries. So I did get myself a new, new pair of sunglasses. I splurge, uh, five euros. <laughs> the five euros were like six, six fifty, I guess. 
but you know they they actually look very nice. They just scratch easily, you know. So, and I'm not gonna throw the other ones. I've actually found either a place for them or I don't know. Yeah, there could be something, you know. They still function, but they are. Yeah, it's kind of a little annoying just to see the the the, the imperfection of the lenses and not being able to get a clean uh, bill of health by wiping them. So I got that, and then, you know, got a few things in a little. Some of was surprising, you know, it's interesting, the grocery stores, you know, like the, yeah, the soy milk, when they had it on sale, it was like 67 cents, which was actually cheaper than cow's milk, which to me makes sense anyway. That plant-based milk would be cheaper than animal-based milk when you're looking at the total bill. Anyhow, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, so, you know, uh, even when it's not on sale, it's almost 20, it's gotta be possibly 19 to 26. No, hold on, 19, hold on, 19 cents, would that be right? Yeah, because 77 to 95 or 99 or 21, basically. So 19 to 21 cents less per liter than the than at the dia. So, and it's only three cents uh, less than the one in Mercadona for the for the generic basically basic. And actually, it's not even the unsweetened one, which is really strange. This one is fortified and it's cheaper. So Mercadona is nicer because he has A, D, and then B12. And this one only has C and D and maybe another one. So they, you know, the whole fortification of a lot of things is kind of happening. So, and I have no problem with that. And I have no problem with the milk being sweetened, which it is, because I add sugar to my drink anyway. So um, that is fine. But they were saying like the lentils, they were like way more expensive. So it's like kind of as I walked by and looked around, I didn't find any peanut butter. So there was something that I couldn't find. Uh, the Nutella looked like it was more expensive. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. So it's interesting. Those uh, I'm not quite sure, you know, the strategies about the pricing that the grocery stores have. Many Oh, and I also got una esteria, esteria de yoga. So uh, yoga mat. Um, oh, una alfombra. I guess you could say that, I think. Una alfombra de yoga, possibly. A rug, like a yoga rug. But anyway, I looked in the Decathlon, you know, for a while. There was one that was ridiculous. It was like supposed to be the luxury, I guess, but it was so heavy. And of course, for me, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I mean, the one that I got is going to replace a sleeping pad that I got from uh, Puente la Arena or whatever it was called in Aragon. And, uh, and I've been carrying it, but not using it. So now basically I have uh, this yoga mat slash uh, sleeping pad so it can do both of them because uh, the one here was basically starting to fall to pieces anyway hold on I'm recycling here things are getting full okay oh, interesting what why is this thing here okay that's a mistake there's a just fine uh, mesh, uh, not a mesh, a very produce uh, bag. That's actually good. Anyhow, 
So let's get that done. So we're going to go down to turns through my loop and then uh, get a couple of things and go to the library. And I get my little muesli meal to make. Pretty psyched about that. And uh, rest of the day is kind of open. A couple of things happen. Um, well, actually, really mainly one. So there was a lady, like, what, two weeks ago, I guess, <laughs> that contacted me, you know, wanting to something basic, a basic goal she has. So it was like, be kind of, well, at least easy to build a protocol. You know, not much to, not much to scratch. Uh, and I want to rascar. Oh, I think it's rascar to scratch. I think. I was thinking about that word. I was like, why do I keep forgetting it? Anyway, I'm gonna look it up. And uh, and then within a day or so, she sent me a text saying she didn't know what happened, but the whole thing got she lost and she'd, you know basically put some work into it, but she lost the whole document when she closed the computer. And I mean, I didn't try anything. I'm like, I mean, I know it works, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm pretty sure it works well. So it sounds like pilot error. I don't know what to tell you, but I need that. So and I was like, yeah, no sweat, no rush, you know, take your time. And then yesterday she just sent me another one basically saying it happened again and she knows it's hers, but basically, you know, it doesn't, she's not good. No le da bien. No le sale bien maneja el ordenador. She's not very good at that, apparently. That's what she's saying. And says, what about if we basically do it during the consultation? I'm like, okay. Of course, it's not going to be the same because I won't have uh, um, the time to to sit with the information and to let ideas percolate. But I'm like, that is fine. They will work. It's not like I don't know already anyway in terms of uh, the goal. So we'll do the, the intake form on the phone. And that's happening next Tuesday. Yeah, that's happening next Tuesday at noon, which is great. I just have to cover my head because I'll be more than likely outside uh, at the library using the Wi-Fi, possibly inside, if uh, there is nobody else but Antonio and I because he's already told me that he won't mind as long as there's nobody else. So that ball is still rolling. So, you know, I was I was fine with it. You know, I actually already had taken her out of uh, <laughs> of my contact. You know, I'm not hearing like the 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 guy with the pseudo SIBO, you know, diagnosis, diagnose, diagnosis, yeah, diagnosis. Uh, you know, she contacted me and then I didn't for a few days because, anyway, I, I had archived the conversation and, anyway, I didn't see the message for a few days. And then when I replied, I never heard anything back from her again. So I waited for a while and then I basically just took the contact out and, like, yeah, I'm just, I realize it's just not me. You know, it is so much better for my state of mind to kind of let go of those things than to kind of always try to finalize everything. That makes me think of Alex actually saying that. He was talking about him wanting to know, kind of wanting to get like a, a relationship a bill of health type deal. Like, okay, let's let's make sure we put everything on the table. We learn all we can learn, you know, constructive criticism, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's make sure everything fits into that box. 
And uh, I realized for me, that's not a good thing anyway. Or that's not the best thing. So, as long as I've said what I wanted to say, as long as I know that the person with whom I conversed heard me and understood, then it's like, then I'm done. You know? You know, obviously, I'm not looking at this thing like a, like a business per se, because, well, number one, really, it's not. Uh, that's not how I'm approaching it. I just feel like it's a sandbox, and I'm just playing in it. And, of course, you know, I'm taking it seriously. I mean, more than likely, even more so, because each contact, you know, each con consultation is definitely going to be very special. So I do... I do have a business-minded approach, but in terms of having a business plan or, you know, goal setting, I just don't. I'm like, I'm just going to offer that, and then let's see what happens, you know. I don't want to force anything. Let, let's see if there's a demand. Let's see if what I have to offer fit, you know. That's it. Tomorrow will take care of itself. So, à chaque jour suffit sa peine. So... I ju yeah, I'm just not ambitious. I, I mean, I do care about that. So obviously that's why I keep putting my, my foot in it, you know, in that door to prevent it from shutting completely because it is. I am passionate about it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited. The, the potential of empowering somebody through lifestyle uh, intervention, you know, and then once I get the skills, when they've, they've adapted, you know, and updated the understanding that they can take off and they can do so much more on their own. They can be so much mindful of what's needed for them to perform at the level that they want. Actually, I'm going to digress here. Well, I'm going to change, basically, segue. You know, there's something that, though I do enjoy a lot of it, but in the state of mind of a vegan, and I'm, and I'm actually, I'm not saying that that pertains just to a vegan person. I think it's just any ideology. But there is definitely an, an undertow of condescension. There is something that basically we do have the moral high ground. Because to be compassionate, to be that, to behave in such a way is better than to behave in such a way. Now, I'm not talking about owning uh, your personal choice here. And I'm not talking about having a societal discussion, you know, the social, political level, whatever you want to call it, either one. But this individual that puts himself into the collective and then state categorically that how convenient that somehow what he has stumbled and most likely stumbled on him, because I think for a lot of us, uh, for me, for sure, I had no interest ever in not eating meat and, well, yeah, fish I ate some, but it was big meat, big meat, cheese, egg, you know, dairy. I had no inkling that uh, that was going to change. I mean, even when I went to uh, to the KI, to the Cushy Institute to study microbiotic and lived there six months with Glenda, you know, I mean, the goal was basically, what I proposed was that, well, we're going there, you know, for six months, so we're going to be eating what there is to eat. We're not going to be going out of our way to, uh, you know, to just uh, hold our breath while we're there and then keep eating the other stuff. Let's just do it and see what happens. So even though for six months ago was that we're basically going to be having, what, 
two small pieces of fish a week, and then that's it. In terms of uh, no more sugar. Well, also they had like rice syrup, which you know, or uh, I forgot the other one. Did they have agave? I forgot. Or molasses, possibly molasses, which is actually better than agave, than uh, rice syrup. But the point was, you know, there was going to be this change, but it was like, yeah, I mean, that's just because I'm going to have this immersion experience, so I want to have the experience, you know, at least to say that, yeah, I did that. And this is what comes at, came, came out on the other hand, like I did with raw food, and that was like, it just didn't make sense to me. But, uh, yeah, I, I had, you know, we, we changed already with Glenda. We were only buying, we were not buying a factory animal anymore. We basically had eggs from around the neighborhood. The dairy came from like, uh, I think about uh, around 100 miles away. Maybe not, no, maybe not quite that far. Maybe 70 or so. So like 120k or so. Somebody will go once a week. And then, uh, and then bring basically and deliver milk. So, and then the meat, same thing, the pork from Bandera. The turkey for Thanksgiving came between... Uh, around Fredericksburg and Austin. So basically a chicken, chicken, the same thing where the eggs came from, one of the S. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, we're already kind of mindful of that. But, uh, and of course we were eating less because when you're paying about three times and sometimes more what you pay in a grocery store, <laughs> unless, you know, money at that level is not an issue, which I have, I have yet to, to have that experience, then you'd be mindful. But we were not, you know, we had meat in the freezer when we left, you know, because you would buy like even the beef. We had friends from Fredericksburg and then about two, three times a year, they would slaughter some. And so then we would basically place our order. So we'd buy in bulk, basically. And you also made it more affordable, but you had to have the place to store it. And then, but yeah, we had no intention of stopping to eat it. It was, yeah, it was like, there was no way in there the idea that, it was going to be feasible. That was going to even make sense. And so that change, you know, for some people is because of their, they are sick or, you know, some of them few, and I think they're very, just very few, that they're just compassionate to that level. That's it. That That's just a fact that there's no way I can eat that animal. I'm too sensitive for that. And that's a class of its own. But I do believe that a lot of what the, the change in a trend has, doesn't have anything to do with uh, the level of compassion. I think it's mindfulness about the environment, the pollution, the resources, of course, the treatment of the animals, and health, and health biomarkers. I think that's a lot of what happened. And to me, it's just because it felt amazing. It was just surprising. And to be honest, I actually, I had tried twice before to be a vegetarian, and not even vegan, vegetarian. But I just didn't know. Uh, I just didn't know how to do it, and it wasn't sustainable. And I love the meat too much. So, but this condescension—it's just—I find that irritating. You know, like uh, like yesterday there was this podcast about this guy talking about the environment and. It's like, what should we do? What's more important? You know, the idea that we are in this place of authority to state categorically instead of, let me, you know, that's one thing I love too about Ramdas when he talks. There is this healthy relativism, you know, this distancing from 
the part of the individual that can be so prone to to go into the black and white. And I do believe you get lost there. You know, you can either be right or you can be close type deal. And it's something that I'm definitely battling and that I'm working, you know, in really updating in real time more and more when, I, when I'm aware that I'm going there. And uh, I have no qualms about doing it because I find it problematic because I realize I'm not capable. You know, I'm not capable of placing judgment. That is it. End of story. So, so listening to this guy and talking about, you know, basically it's passionate. He learned, he knows so much, you know, about it. And this is great. You know, I have nothing wrong with that. But you're going to find the same thing with a guy talking about a car. The same thing a guy talking about uh, science, about religion, about anything you want. You know, it's like, so what? The fact that you have that, you know, morality comes, I, say, I do believe in unity, is when it becomes this kind of a, ah, I don't even know. I don't know. What the fuck? What am I, ta- what am I saying? I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass right now. You're speaking of redirection in real time. I have no idea what it would take. But to me, it is a knowing. So it makes connecting with vegan to be problematic when they are basically saying like, uh, hey, we're special, we're better. You know, if only they would do it. Ojalá, yeah? If only. Ojalá. I wish, basically. If only. Ojalá lo hicieran también ellos. Eh? If only they would also do it. Anyhow. Interesting, a guy walking with a little slim guitar case. Hola. That's kind of an unusual sight. So, anyhow. And why am I... Why did I bring that up? Why did I bring the this thing about the condescension and then kind of the vegan... Hold on. Well, it looks like it's going to be one of those mornings, I guess, where I'm going to get uh, sidetracked or losing my the string of the conversation here. <coughs> I did start to gargle, so I'm going to be doing basically, uh, well, I have to remember, to warm up the water a little bit, but salt water and then gargle it. I think I have some kind of, uh, this kind of like mucus buildup, so it could be like a, what's called the post-nasal drip. Uh, could be also the spring, because spring's hair started, you know, early in February already. Trees were budding. So it could be pollen, could be who knows what. But definitely it's like it, it hasn't gone away. So I'm going to, several times a day, I'm going to gargle salt water. And uh, not swallowing it and gargling it. And then, just, rah, 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 and then spit it out. And that has, uh, actually even for cold prevention. I don't know if you know that for the flu. For the, is it for the flu or for the cold? I think maybe the common cold. But gargling salt water actually is uh, is an officially recognized remedy. You know, very simple. So, FYI, you know, if you're getting close to the season when you normally get a cold, you might want to think about gargling a little bit every day, maybe two, three times a day. Uh, try to keep it for about, I don't know, like five seconds. I'm not sure how long I'm supposed to keep it in there. I'm going to have to look it up again because maybe I'm not doing it long enough. So, but I'm I'm starting to do that and see if it makes a difference because it's cruddy. It's like, gee, you know. And it's not new. It just felt like it's more lately. So, 
I'm going to be looking at addressing that. Anywho. So, anyway, did the grocery, then came back here and uh, had an amazing little nap on a swing set. You know, very, very nice weather yesterday. I mean, really, like you could feel the warmth. And then I had a late afternoon, late, it was like, I think it was almost six o'clock by the time I headed out. So to go up on my, uh, on my nice big climb. And uh, just a wonderful, wonderful hike up and down. Those beautiful hills. What a, yeah, what a beautiful, what a beautiful treat. I'm kind of stuck now. I'm kind of like, what was it? Why did I bring up the whole... The I don't know. I, I got lots about explaining. It's interesting how I want to give more details and sometimes I get me lost. Maybe that's something for me to keep in mind. To maybe try to finish the point and then to... Hmm, sounds kind of weird, like backward. Like initially you would set a stage. Maybe that's what I would have to do. Instead of starting the story and then being like, uh uh, need a little more context, to try to be mindful of that and start with the context and then go into the story and not stop. That might help. That might help. Anywho. Anywho. But yeah, I don't know what the whole vegetarian stuff. Um, even something I was thinking about this morning, you know, because I do, I mean, as of late, you know, for a while now, I've been listening to quite a bit on nutrition on a daily basis. Sometimes I realize I'm, it's kind of overload. So there'll be, I think it's rarely a whole day that I may go without, you know, at least 10 or 20 or 30 minutes of it. But, you know, I normally, I normally listen to well, between half an hour and two hours a day. So uh, when I do other things, I do love my podcast. But, uh, I can see the whole orthorexia, you know, which is the obsession with uh, health, basically, which ironically is kind of a disease. <laughs> kind of ironic, isn't it? I'm sick because I'm, I'm obsessed about being healthy. And you know that even in things like nutrition, sometimes you just, you can, you know, lose a forest for the trees, meaning that, you know, kind of remembering that unless you're a scientist and completely dedicated and it's your life calling, uh, that it's like you, you, you want to get a certain level of knowledge and then you're going to wing it, you're going to flow, you know, it's not going to be always all so focused on having a such a nuclear understanding and uh, definitely at times I, I can see that, I am mindful of that as I keep dipping my toe in that water. Um, so, but for now, anyway, at least, you know, like I say, who knows, you know, who knows what's going to happen to, to what I've been through. That's something that I've learned in life. It's like, you know, what may appear to be sustainable, you know, uh, I think my, well, hold on, let me finish my point. Good one, Anthony. So what may appear sustainable on the onset could be for a few weeks, a few months, and then it just fades away. So it's like, be... Be skeptical about your own enthusiasm. Case in point, I mean, obviously the 
the diet stuff, I feel like I feel like it is anchored. I really do. You know, the idea of just uh, you know breaking my solid fasting from 10 a.m. until like two to three, and then that's it. Uh, and of course, it wouldn't have to be as rigid in the future, meaning that if I'm gone, you know, after breakfast and I may not come back until uh, uh, 3 or 4 in the afternoon, you know, then there's nothing wrong, you know, to be having that basically a, a belated lunch. But definitely the idea of not eating in the evening, I think, or not having that third meal, basically, that's, uh, I think that's going to make sense because it's really been surprising, you know. Like, for instance, you know, me, me getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So, so far, you know, so far it's what? It's Tuesday, so it's my third day, I guess. <laughs> yes, third day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's it's some, it's an alley that I have been in before, you know. And, uh, yeah, appearances can be deceiving. So, we shall see. So, to be patient, you know, to be willing, to be flexible, to be open. And really to be patient. And let's see what happens. Because trust. You know, trust yourself. And then trust if you're resisting, if you're doubting, if you're feeling nauseous. So, you know, trust those things. You don't have to understand all of the sensations that you're going to feel. But if you don't, you know, like your quote-unquote, your, your, your gut instinct, you know, or uh, your intuition, whatever you want to call it. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's like it is a tool that you have at your disposal. But if you don't use it, I'm not sure what, what can happen. You know, in the alchemist, it, talk, it talks about that. Actually, I'm going to go across here. i got to go pee. In the alchemist, he talked about, I guess, the soul, I think is what he's referring to in that book. You know, but basically, if you keep ignoring it, eventually it's going to become quieter and quieter and quieter. And eventually it'll just be gone. Because it was like, well, okay, that's, you know, there's no place for me. And uh, I think it's kind of the same in terms of what I'm talking about. The idea of, you know, you enter a room and you just feel like, oh, I don't want to be here. Then why stay? You know, to me, to me, the idea of spending less time between feeling what you felt and acting is the most interesting part. You know, getting to a place to where you just you just heed their advice right away. And if down the road you, you find out that that kind of coping skill actually was not healthy, then you will connect those dots. And it's in the end, it's not about perfection. It's not about each time when we behave with perfect, but it is still aiming toward that. You know, it's not getting caught up. Do not let uh, the... Perfection be the enemy of the good or progress, you know? You're just walking your way up, but finding tools that are the most helpful when it comes to, uh, you know, moving with life and interacting with it. And that's something else too. Yesterday, I was listening to that podcast of uh, Ramdas that I had kind of put a few times, but when I was going to take a nap, so I never really listen to the whole thing so yesterday i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna plug it when i uh 
when I was done, I was listening to a nutritional podcast. And I'm like, I'm just going to play it once I've got past a nice, quiet part of the walk where in nature it's like, I don't want to be listening to anything. And it was a beautiful, beautiful late afternoon. And so he talked about that too, about trusting, you know, trusting that inner voice. And yeah, if it's if it needs updating and brushing up and do that. But it's like if you don't have that, it's like a little sad. And, uh, well, I'm gonna. I'm just thinking about this guy looking at me. Yeah, Spaniards will do that. You know, they won't. They won't say anything. They look at you, and then. Uh, and I used to always, uh, before, be the one to break the ice, but I kind of got tired. I'm like, no, I can, I can look at you too. That's fine. We don't have to say anything. I, I can be okay with being uncomfortable with that weird silence and eye, eye connection. But I'm like, that's all right. Maybe it's kind of a, the Spanish way has toughened my meat a little more in there instead of feeling. This kind of, uh, this kind of like uh, feeling compelled, you know, to say something. But oof, I don't like that. It's like, that's all right. No big deal. No big deal. Anyhow. All right. Well, I'm about, I'm about to get back to the Hamilena sign. Well, actually, I'm not going back to it because I didn't start from there. But that's a loop that I'm doing. Yeah, it looks like a, definitely. I don't have my no jacket, no no mid layer on. It's definitely warmer. Getting there, getting there. Anyhow, anyway, folks, I think this is uh, as good of a time as any. We'll leave you to what you're doing. And I'm going to go on toward my little errands, recados. Love you all. Peace. Have a beautiful day.